0: We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Uh, good morning, Nat. Morning, Sandy. How are you? How's it going? Good. Oh, I'm. <laughs> we both good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, what are we talking about today?
0: Uh, today, we are doing an interview or conversation with Allie Gear. Um, you know her. You met her first. She's a colleague of ours through Yoga Medicine. You met her through the spine module. Is that correct? I don't know. I think so
2: There's been so many. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know when I met Ali, actually. (laughs) And then, well, we both did cadaver, our first cadaver dissection. Um, She was there in the group. So, yeah, Ali, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I guess we'll start... you are involved with yoga medicine as one of the teachers in the two hundred, is that correct? Two hundred hour program? Yeah. Yeah. So talk yes. about like how you started with them. You've done several trainings, like we have a lot of the cadaver dissections. Just go go through that a little bit and tell people, I guess, where you live and that kind of jazz.
2: Sure. So I'm uh based out of Boulder, Colorado in a little town called Longmont. And I have been with yoga medicine for gosh, I think maybe going on four years now. My very first ever training with yoga medicine was on myofascial release and traditional Chinese medicine, um, which is really what yoga medicine is all about, is blending or bridging the gap from between Eastern and Western philosophies and principles. Um, and to me, that always was one of the most fascinating things about yoga medicine, um, is the way that our teacher Tiffany really blends um, traditional Chinese medicine into every module, Um, it's very applicable. Um, and so I've been with them for four years and just really dove in. And now I'm one of the senior teachers with yoga medicine and I assist Tiffany at some of the more advanced modules. And I actually, um, teach at some of them now too. So that's very exciting. I'll be, I'll be teaching at an upcoming, um, myofascial release training coming up here in April in Charleston. So that's really exciting. Um, And then I also will be starting to teach with the 200-hour yoga medicine training coming up in Austin. So that's in July and December. It's two weeks with um, coursework interspersed in between. So I'm really excited to be part of the team and just love evolving Um, within this community of incredibly supportive and nursing teachers and, you know, working alongside my mentor, Tiffany, and getting to meet lovely ladies like you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay. That's definitely one thing that I've noticed with yoga medicine teachers is that everyone who like sort of sticks with it and who goes on to complete the 500, we're all like really, um, I think, committed teachers and practitioners um, with such like like a curiosity about the science and um, like that will for learning about like everything that we
0: don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I think one thing that became very I didn't do my 200 hour with yoga medicine but one thing that became very clear to me during my 200 hour was just my my quest to c- continue to learn. Um and I think that really notes a great teacher is a teacher who always wants to learn more um and, mm. and is really like never satisfied, right? I mean it's there's a t- there's a whole idea about being content, yeah, but always knowing that there's so much more to learn about the human body. And there's just so much that we don't know. And that can also be very humbling as a teacher as well.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I love, and we're talking about, when we say Tiffany, we're talking about Tiffany Cruikshank, if you don't know of her. She's the founder of Yoga Medicine. Um, Yeah, she, she, she tells you what she knows and what she has researched, but there's always, like she always is saying, this is what we know right now. And like, these are the kind of the limits of what we know in 10 years, it can look different and kind of be open to that evolution of um, research research, and what we're knowing about the body. So I love that it, it just makes me feel like I don't have to hold tight to any um, theories or methods or anything. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like evolving as you go. Um, yeah, it, it's also like opened me up to just learning in, in like with her, within her modules and then going out and expanding my education to other areas. She really, really promotes that, like, take it and go do whatever with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Type thing mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Right. She's
2: all about building us up as teachers.
0: Yeah. And the community is absolutely amazing. Like I love everyone that I meet and we, we do like have this community feel, even though there's people from all over the world and you meet up, like you see someone once a year, once every three years, and you see them like, "Oh, or see them in the u s somewhere or in like Thailand or in mm. Spain, you're like, "Oh hey, yeah, I recognize you from like a year and a half, and then yeah, uh, kind of supporting <laughs> each other um online in our online world, which is really nice, so you have yeah, it you is. do feel like you have this massive network, which is really great, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: maybe a question for every one of us that have done the the trainings like multiple trainings with her especially like you Ali who's done so many of them um (laughs) what um what was your uh I guess like favorite training and then was that the one that like opened your eyes the most or was there one that opened your eyes the most like your brain exploded yeah
2: I mean there's there's so many. It's really hard to choose because every one of them is very different in their own aspect. Um, one thing that I would probably say is is definitely the cadaver dissection that we've done um, with yoga medicine. It's one of the most unique opportunities you'll ever have. Um, and very few people get to, to do things like this. Um, and so that would... The cadaver dissection—it's a five-day dissection. Um, that's that's probably like my all-time. Like that was for me what motivated me as a teacher to continue to learn. To it humbled me um, because there is so much I don't know about the body, uh, and but it also um, sparked me my interest in different layers of of learning about the body, whether it's myofascial release or um, different types of ways to integrate and. And most importantly, understanding how different every single body is Um, when, you know, you work with a group class, when you look around the room, every single body is different. And so kind of honing in on the type of cueing that you're using. I think the, I think the cadaver lab really helped me um, to kind of understand what I want to do with this whole, all this training, so Yeah, I would say for sure it's cadaver, but then I'm also really looking forward to the new mental health module, which is launching this summer, which is also very exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my God,
1: I want to go to that one so bad.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. I, I couldn't help myself. I had to. I had to register. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I just saw <laughs> it and I. I didn't even think. I just clicked and registered. Yes. And
2: <laughs> I like,
0: God. I didn't even give myself a chance. I mean, I'm in Vancouver. It's in Portland. It's a Sandy and I drove down to Portland last time. Um, I don't know. It's like six-ish hours or something, mind you. My air conditioning wasn't working. That was kind of annoying, oh. but. Oh yeah. it's brutal. <laughs> so it's easier for me to kinda get there if I need to. So yeah, I'm in I'm in. I'll see you there.
2: Good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Can I just
1: like live through your brains? Just like you know, <laughs> put in some sort of camera in your eye so that I
2: can live through it,
0: please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> we'll
2: do we'll do a live show. We'll do a recording
0: for you yeah i'll just stream the whole thing <laughs> give you the oh recap <laughs> yeah.
1: that would be sick guys thanks for, for like what seven days right yeah <laughs> oh
0: My goodness. Uh,
1: how about you nat what do you think
0: oh my favorite oh my gosh or
1: the most impactful maybe
0: mm, i know i have a really hard time choosing i think either the hip or the shoulder hmm The hip hip was my first one, Um, and going just the experience of how Tiffany teaches in general. She's she's an excellent educator. Um, Like some teachers are better suited for the studio or one on ones. She when I saw the amount of students there, the sixty students in the hip module I went to, they're they're usually quite big like that. I was kind of not pissed off, but I was kind of like, okay, like how are we all supposed to learn? all of this, like there's just so Mm. many people here, but it's not a problem for Tiffany. She does it Mm -hmm. so, so well. And then she hammers you with review continuously. Like every time you come back and sit down in like the class setting, um, the lecture setting, she's hammering you with review and it gets in your brain. Like it just, you get it right in there. (laughs) Yeah. So I think just having that learning experience and then the hip um, for me, I've had hip problems, since like I was started started to practice yoga in my mid mid to early 20s well practice more more often um and I really was like it was really affecting me mentally it was really pissing me off basically (laughs) (laughs) it was it was aggravating so just to have that enlightenment what's going on in my body and to be able to almost instantaneously fix it even though we're not supposed to fix, but it, I, I've dealt with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then to be able to like really work with my mom and work with other people and um, have their, their pain go away. So that was the the first one where I really like got the education, had that experience, applied it, it worked. It was like this big uh aha thing. And then it was like, yes, I want to go keep going and doing these, do the spine, do the shoulder, all the other ones like sandy you and i I think we're both done like six so we've still done we've done a fair amount yeah yeah we've both done a
1: whole a whole bunch of them yeah Yeah. all the
0: orthopedics so i think the hip and then shoulder is just something that i didn't have as much knowledge about in general um and it's yeah it's a little more intricate I i don't i can't think of it like on my own the same way as the hip like i'm not um i didn't have any shoulder pain so there's like less connection to that, I guess. Although right after I did the shoulder module, I had some shoulder pain and then again, I <laughs> deal with it. So those, are, I think those are like my favorite just because they were like earlier on, but cadaver yeah. definitely has a, a special place in my heart. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in the orthopedic modules, I think the spine was probably one of the biggest game changers for me because it relates to everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And it's just, yeah. it's so unbelievable.
0: Actually, yeah, we did the SI joint in the spine, mm-hmm. um, but also the hip, like she covers it in, in the hip. She as well. covers it, but I think it wasn't like really uncovered as much. I felt like in the spine, I remember in the spine, it was like the last day or two mm-hmm. and we kind of was like, it un- we uncovered the SI joint stuff and was like, whoa, yeah. right. <laughs> and I was just like so excited, like punching <sighs> the air. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this did you guys ever? Yeah, that was yeah good. sorry, go on. No, no, that's it. I was just happy. You go.
1: <laughs> so I just yeah, just for myself, like, do you guys ever had that experience where after one of the trainings, you go back and you look at people in such a different way?
2: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or even just being in the airport, the airport and like watching. people Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like walking what?
2: and
0: lifting. Oh, and,
2: man. Yeah. Completely, especially after a cadaver lab, like you feel like you get this x-ray vision and it's, yeah, it's remarkable, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And that's, (laughs) I think that's like one of the things with immersing yourself in study of that sort, like it's every single day from 7am to 7pm. And then afterwards, you're talking to people about things you don't understand, you're trying to get clear in the things you you don't understand. Um, that sort of immersion in in our brains as teachers, like shifts the way you see, you know, shifts the way you think and shifts the way you approach things. And I think for me, that was like, um, just like the cincher that like, yeah, she's gonna be my teacher forever. <laughs> like I'm, just, I'm just gonna learn from her forever. Yeah. 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 Which absolutely. one is do you have a favorite, Sandy?
0: Um,
1: I would say like cadaver dissection is one that like I think about a lot, like constantly going back to. Um, but I think my favorite favorite was the hips, and I think I did that with you, Nat. Yeah. We were in Arizona, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Arizona. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not only was it
1: like incredibly beautiful and warm, um, but It was it was like the first time that I'd experienced that kind of depth of learning, you know, like going so, so deep into this one area um, and then also feeling a lot better in my own hips and my own low back. Um, But then walking away from that and sitting in the airport and being like, oh, my God, my eyes are different. Mm. (laughs) My brain is different. I'm looking at things different than going into yoga class and just being like a completely well, I I felt like a different teacher, if that makes sense. But I don't I don't know if I was one. But anyway, yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I think it's all about how you apply the content afterwards. It's like start using it right away. And I think that's Mm -hmm. some of the best advice that Tiffany does. Like with every advanced module, we're required to do a case study. Um, And a case study is working one-on-one with a client. Um, I think it's eight sessions. But I think the best advice that I always have is just start using it right away um start applying it right away whether it's in your group classes or whether it's in your own personal practice but just start applying it um and it just it really helps things kind of settle in and mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah absolutely um we want I wanted to get get back into like the whole cadaver dissection thing so Ali why don't you like walk us through what it is um for people who who might be just like okay cadaver yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of misunderstood um, ideas around the cadaver lab. Like, the cadaver lab that Yoga Medicine does is one of the most unique opportunities you'll ever have, where with dissection of a human body. Um, so it's a five-day dissection, and we are working with untreated cadavers, and this is probably the most unique part of it is these cadavers have not been treated with formaldehyde, um, which is typically when when students are going through some sort of a, a cadaver lab, um, there's typically formaldehyde. And, and that, in my experience, is really what the hardest part about the smell is kind of sitting with that formaldehyde. So I guess you could say the nice part <laughs> about this cadaver is that you don't have the the formaldehyde, so that's really great. But what's also the most unique thing is that these are untreated cadavers, and so you're seeing the human form in its most, I guess you could say, natural state post mortem, right? So there's definitely significant changes in the body when you know ver- living versus versus dead, but um, you really you really do get to understand. Um, what the connective tissue system is like versus whether whether or not the body's been treated with formaldehyde. It's harder to kind of capture um, the texture and the sensations and just everything um, that you get to see in an untreated cadaver.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember so, talking to another ahead. teacher who, someone who had done a cadaver dissection, and I think they were just a group working on one body and it was treated. She was talking about the the lats and how kind of like almost insignificant in, well, she was trying to say that they're almost like an insignificant muscle because they were so, so thin and so, and all this stuff. And I was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. What, what kind of, first, of course, person to person, like Maybe there is that we see that variation body to body, of course. And she was like, "It was so, so thin; you could barely separate it from the muscles underneath. Like it was so thin." Okay, well, that's not what my experience was at all in the untreated cadaver mm. dissection. Mm. And I think just from function, we kind of we know that that's not an insignificant muscle. It was just a strange right. like takeaway from having seen a um a treated body comparison to an untreated body. So I think that is something that like, it is important to see those tissues without that, that treatment, that preservation. I mean, it's, it's used as preservation so that it doesn't deteriorate and stink. So ours get a little bit stinkier. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In like a different way.
2: Exactly. Which is why we can only look at these bodies for five days because after five days, you know, it's, it's just not a good not good. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me, like depending on what you're studying, but what's, I think what's the most amazing is that this really is such a very unique experience that, um, as teachers, you can go through to, to really understand. Um, I think one of the most remarkable things about an untreated cadaver is just, I'm going to hone in on this again, is the, is the fascial system is the whole connective tissue, like you really get a feel for the adipose layer and the fascial layers and the interconnectedness of it all, which I don't think you really get to see as much on a, on a treated cadaver.
0: Yeah. And, um, so these, all of these, you've done three of them, right, Allie? Uh, actually four. four. Four now. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause last year you did two. Was that right?
2: So uh, I've done three with yoga medicine, and then I just completed another one with um, anatomy trains and Tom Myers. Oh,
1: really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. How was that? Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. How yeah. long was that could ever? Uh, same.
2: So it was the exact same thing, five days. And it was um, also with Todd. Uh, oh. <laughs> and Todd is,
1: oh, the, Todd.
2: Todd is the master dissector, and he is by far a master when it comes to his knowledge and appreciation and understanding of the human form. It's, it's absolutely really an incredible experience to, to,
0: to watch him work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this is Todd Garcia and he works at the laboratory of anatomical enlightenment. So we'll link to all these people and all the stuff that we talk about. We're going to sh- link in our show notes there. Um, so yeah. How did he go about it? differently with with Tom there like how did they I guess it was like focused on fascia myofascia anatomy trains that kind of stuff but how would they set it up So
2: the dissector was completely the same right we we worked off of so Todd Garcia he presents you um, with a master dissector and it's uh, basically lab notes on you know what we're doing every day and we follow it fairly closely you know within reason there's always There's always change. But um, so the Dissector is the exact same. I would say the biggest differences um, were the group of people that I was with. We had just really um, an incredible group that that was in this class. It was doctors of all different specialties. Um, The Ziatrists, which was very interesting coming from different countries, um, we had physical therapists. So there was just a lot of very interesting um, specialties. I know that one of the biggest specialties in the room for the week that I was there was on respiration and the diaphragm. So that oh, became cool. a huge, you know, presentation that we were all working with. Mm-hmm. And that was, mm-hmm. um, that's inspired me, you know, coming out of that training. So I'm, I'm currently working on a um, a little, um, paper here that it's taking me a while, but (laughs) it's coming. (laughs) Um, but it's just, it was just a really interesting group. And then Todd, he is, um, he's just, he's such an interesting man and he's, he has so much knowledge on the body and, you know, he would come from, he would go by, you know, table to table and he would start, you know, he would go on this lecture from, you know, talking about one simple, part of the body to some deep, you know, deeply, mm. um, <laughs> anthropological, yeah. uh, whole yeah. thing. And it was, it was just so fascinating to hear him speak. Um, and then another really cool thing that he did is every day before we went into the lab, we all, you know, came together as a group and he presented some sort of, um, lecture, um, on on the, on the board. And so that was a really cool way to kind of, you know, get to take what he presented in the lecture and bring it into your dissection. And so that was very, very interesting as well. Um, I would say, you know, in general, it was very similar to the dissection lab with yoga medicine, but also very different learning experience. But I would say that From all four labs that I've been to, every single lab has been completely different. So it's really hard to, like, say, you know, come up with a major comparison between the two.
1: Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like, obviously, the people you're around does change, like, everyone's interest in why you're looking at the cadaver. But was there um, any other factor about why they were so different?
2: No, I think that just every every lab is so different because there's something that you 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 learn. There's something new that you take okay. away from every single lab mm. and so it's like maybe this lab I'm, you know, like the the diaphragm and and all the diaphragms of the body like came out of this last lab. But maybe the previous right. lab it was like understanding what degeneration and the joints looks like what you know like it was just very very interesting every different cadaver lab has different takeaways and everybody's going to have a very different experience um Mm -hmm. but it was just it was cool i would say like the different group the different group that was brought together um made it for a very interesting experience um like for example (laughs) for example at the anatomy trains lab there was a group of um all doctors and for for this lab you separate into there's usually about five or six people per dissection body per body um and so it's really nice like everybody gets a very unique hands-on experience um but this group of doctors there was like five of them they all very and excuse me they like Very they were very good with their hands, right? So they all dissected Mm. like all the nerves of the body. So I got to see Oh my gosh. I got to see the entire brachial plexus of the body. I mean it was like something that is incredibly and very delicate and very, very hard to dissect. But um these guys took it on, man, and it it was an incredible experience to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really easy to cut through a nerve. Very easy. Yeah. That's
1: what I was going to say. Like (laughs) if you've never handled a scalpel, you don't realize you just slice (laughs) and it's like, oh, well, damn, I just destroyed what I wanted to look at and now I can't look at
2: it. And I think that's the whole learning (laughs) process too. You know, like you're in there to learn and 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 that's one of the most unique things about it is yeah you you learn from that experience right mm-hmm. um but it was just really yeah. cool to see this you know you saw the whole femoral triangle and like all the nerves and it was just yeah wow and so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. and so I nerd out on that kind of stuff
0: <laughs> yeah. How
1: how long did it take to get the brachial plexus free from all of the fascia oh, and fat pads and so much, like did right? it take a full day
2: uh yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think it really I think it did take them like a full day, maybe a day and a half. Oh my gosh. To yeah. yeah. I mean there's so, <laughs> so much. So much. And I mean yeah. and the way that they were able to reflect all of the nerves and everything leading to it, it was yeah. It took them that's a while. Really cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was very, very neat. So that was so that was cool kind of seeing, you know, um, how the doctors had a whole different take on what they were looking at like as 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 teachers yeah. we're interested in you know of course seeing the fascia and seeing the muscles and seeing the bones and the organs but the doctors had this very interesting way of going about their dissection like when it came down yeah. to it they barely dissected Right. Yeah. But they did, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, was there any uh cool. was there anything they were looking for in doing that?
2: No, I just think they had specific projects related oh. to that. Yeah. So, okay. so typically when we go into Gadaver lab, we all come up with different projects that we're very interested in. So somebody might be interested in the brachial plexus. Some people might be interested in the shoulder girdle, or some people might be interested in the pelvic floor. You know, there's mm-hmm. just different projects that you all have. And depending on the day, right, maybe somebody's interested in, you know, the superficial fascia, or something like that, it depends on the day that's kind of when your project comes up, and so mm-hmm. um, you work together as a group to to make it clear to make a clear mm-hmm. dissection of what your specific project is and so that's yeah. really cool and Todd uh, the the master dissector is really great at kind of making sure he checks in with everybody every day
0: and um, he makes sure that you know we're all on the same page.
1: yeah, so yeah. You, yeah so
0: you have Todd there, and you have Tom also floating around. Yeah,
2: or Tiffany, depending on who you're with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's fun in a weird way.
0: (laughs) It's it's interesting because I feel the same way. Like it was so fun, and I think when people think about cadavers, and I mean, they're they're dead bodies, right? Like there's they're thinking about death. They're thinking about the the, kind of the sadness of that. But um, I guess for people to know, in case they're interested, like these people gave their bodies to science they they wanted people to go through and learn and i don't know better better their their understanding um do science on them so and i love how todd explains it like i will never forget he was saying to us he probably says all the time like it's it's taking a walk in nature Mm. yeah so it is it's natural it's as much as like the, the spirit of the person is, is not there. I mean, yeah, it's like taking a walk in nature. I don't know. I can't, can't say it any other way, but that, that really yeah. land, landed for me. And he said that at the beginning and it kind of just allowed us to move forward, not thinking about um the, the loss of the person, I guess. Right. But, but the, right. the, I know in ours when he did it, so it was about a year and a half now and Sandy and I did it. Um, that year 2017 fall I guess so we had mostly older bodies there were five older bodies and there was one woman who was a bit younger and I think she we could tell she died of cancer it looked like Um, but in the in the older bodies especially like there's I had such an appreciation for those tissues and those cells holding together over that amount of time and generally you don't I think Todd was saying like, you're not supposed to find out, you don't find out anything about the person. Um, but there were like little pieces of paper that we found in a drawer a couple days into it that said the, the age of the person. So like our guy, I think was 98 or 99 years old.
1: Yeah. He was, he had a long, long life. Yeah. Sure. So
0: just like mm-hmm. the, I don't know if you think about any material thing you have in your house or in your life that you use. I don't think there's anything that you could use for 99 years or 98 years that wouldn't fall (laughs) apart, you know, like maybe it's like some heirloom or something that you have like in a box and it never gets touched. But if you think of how we use our bodies and the capacity for them to change and the resiliency that they have and kind of looking at this body and going through that dissection, like you have such an appreciation. It's not, it's not dark at all. Like there are, there are moments of, um, sadness and a little bit of heaviness where you can kind of step out of the room if you feel that. But in general, everyone is just so involved in what they're doing and excited. And there's this like appreciation, sense of appreciation for getting to do this, having this experience.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that all of our teachers did really well is just like send you in there with a sense of purpose. Because if you're just going in there to um, look around, then you you don't really have that um purpose of mind you know and, and it's much easier to get overwhelmed by like oh my gosh you have no idea what his life was like is this is this right to do this and all those moral questions about mm. taking a scalpel to the skin and then deeper and then deeper and then deeper um so i think like coming in with this purpose and like ali was saying explaining about all the the projects like to study the it band or to study the function of the quadriceps as they glide past the it band um all of that kind of thing is it's so, so important to go in there with that um to keep you on track, you know, so that you you don't get sidelined too far by you know there's there's a gross factor, there's the emotional factor, there's so much going on in there when you when you step into that room mm-hmm.
2: yeah, absolutely <clears throat> I think a lot of people who um have never done a dissection lab before, that's the hardest part is like that very first cut, right. And there's so yeah. much. I mean, because there's just so much that your your mind's trying to trying to go through, um, trying to overcome. And so I think once you get first get past that first first cut, then the learning takes over completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, that's, yes. That's been my. That's you know every time. That's been my experience. Every single time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's like, there's this, there's just so much buildup, you know, to begin. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then once you get in there, it's just, it blows your mind. Yeah. It's like, you think, you know, anatomy and then you get into a cadaver lab and you're like, I know nothing at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I I loved, um, well, maybe we'll just outline for people like how to, how, how it goes. Cause I didn't. I didn't like have an idea in my head of how this would happen. Like I thought maybe there'd be like chunks of a body and like someone would have already cut it in some way and we're going to look at different layers, but it's straight up like you have a body. There's in our, in our, when we did it, there were six people per table per body. And you start with removing what's called reflecting the skin And you're attempting to just remove the skin and Mm. get down to the superficial fascia. Is that correct? Is that what we did? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you're literally like peeling back the skin. I think that was probably the hardest too. And once you got over that, it's... Yeah. yeah, And
2: then you're yeah. also, I mean, just to be clear too, it's also like you're reflecting the skin to show the adipose layer. Mm-hmm. And what is so incredible is how much adipose is on the body, even a body that is very frail and very thin and very old. There's so much adipose and it really makes you appreciate the of uh, the protection and support that your adipose layer really offers Mm -hmm. you know we have we go through so much to like get rid of fat but really there's there's a purpose that's a very clear purpose for it oh yeah (laughs) i mean when you even go deep when you go deep into the body and you find the kidneys they are surrounded in a fat pad Mm -hmm. for protection for support i mean it's just so interesting Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and at one of those things that Tiffany, uh, in the myofascial release module, like has said repeatedly about like the preciousness of the fascia and the preciousness of structure and human body that, you know, we, we have all these, um, fascia blasters and fascia, like you want to, you know, no pain, no gain attitude, um, you like those spiky rollers i I used to have one as well. I, th- I thought they were more effective, <laughs> so yeah. I bought one, um, yeah, but all those kind of like like eh, tools of almost like hating yourself or like rolling it out to get it out of yourself, whereas um maybe we need to have a shift in our mindset of how we deal with you know our relationship with fat, with our relationship to fascia, with our relationship to tightness as it presents in the body, right, um, which I think is like something very. <laughs> interesting to begin to it's like a, an iceberg you know like how do you chip away at that
2: <clears throat> yeah that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah so but amazing. yeah for
1: sure like when you do dissect it's that like preciousness of this tissue that you do like understand you do see that right
2: absolutely mm-hmm. yeah
0: so um i want to yeah. ask ali how I don't know if you, this is like a kind of a broad question. So go where you want with it, but how does your experience, um, with these cadaver dissections impact how you teach? Yeah, no, that's a
2: great question. And that's something that comes out of every different lab. Um, the way that I, the way that I, um, relate to my own body is completely different after going to a a cadaver lab. So, my movement practice, my seated practice, like everything shifts, um, my connection to my breath. It's just, you get this x-ray vision. So from a personal perspective, like it, it, it completely changes everything. Um, and then when teaching, when you walk into a room, you can, like I said before, you kind of get this x-ray vision and to understanding, like, first of all, have different every single body in the room is. But also you kind of start to see where people are holding. You, you start to see the different patterns and different people's bodies. Um, so it gives you, it does give you like this x-ray vision. Um, but then it also really makes you question like the typical cues that, you know, you use as a yoga teacher. It really makes you question because perhaps not every yoga cue is made for everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I think it has really helped me kind of back off from using those classic cues that we learn in our 200 hour or wherever or just taking a teacher's class and saying, oh, hey, I like that one. Um, I think it really makes you question and think about like, what is what is going to be helpful for my students? Mm-hmm. Is it is it really like, coming into my group class and like shouting out all this anatomy or giving them. (laughs) And and to me, like, that's a lot, that's intense for, especially like a beginner's class. They probably won't come back to your class because they'll be like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Um, (laughs) But, but what's interesting, it's like, okay, so instead I think what's more applicable is helping, guiding people into their bodies, you know, Mm Um, And I think that this cadaver lab has given me some tools to help navigate that experience for people. And it's not something that, you know, you necessarily learn in a cadaver lab, but it's a big takeaway. Does that make sense? Can you give
1: us, yeah, it, it does. Can you give us like a, a specific example of like a cue that you have used before, but after the cadaver lab, you just like reframed or either you threw it out or you've done something to it?
2: Yeah. Gosh, no. I mean, I have to, I'd have to think about it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's, there's so many, right. Um, You know, depending on the width of your feet, you know, in, in a stance like a warrior, um, perhaps you know, that's not necessarily the cue for everybody, or even in Mm. a stance like Tadasana, feet together, but well, that might not be necessarily, um, the right thing for every single person's body or, you know, just certain things like that. Um, Mm. and it's hard because you have to be able to look around a room and, and kind of understand what you have to understand anatomy. You have to understand what's going on in people's bodies, but, And I, and, and so fight. So what I've found is that I reserve those specific cues for people directly, right? Instead of shouting out a cue just to use it because it's something I heard down the line. It's like, no, let's just navigate people into their bodies, into their breath, into the experience. And then I can give specific cues on more of a one on one basis when I'm walking by someone or or something like that. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's what's been the most helpful for me. And I think that's that goes back to something uh, our teacher, Tiffany Cruikshank does so well, is she lets Mm -hmm. you do the investigation, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as a teacher, she lets you do the investigation as a student. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts you can give your students is giving them this really unique opportunity every class they come into to get into their bodies. Mm-hmm. I think that people come into class not in their bodies, you know I think they're they're living in a state of high stress right now um and so it's our goal as teachers to kind of navigate through that process,
0: Mhm, yeah, you know? and we've definitely been given a excellent set of tools to to start to dig in a little deeper. I feel like I tried to remember what it was like before doing yoga medicine. <laughs> What did I think? Like, I remember, well, I just felt, I felt kind of helpless in some situations. Mm. And Mm. not that we have to be the people that, you know, quote unquote, fix everything. But um, I feel a lot more useful with my students now. I feel like I, yeah, you have that little bit of x-ray vision and you know where your limits are with what you can help with and what is to be referred that's so yeah yeah. and you know what that is such a
2: a huge thing as a yoga teacher to be like you know what I I, you know this is something that I can't help you with but I I have to refer you out to a doctor because they're the expert you know um it's it's saying like it's backing out and being like no this is now I'm doing my job by referring out Mm -hmm. because no I'm not here to fix you
0: yeah yeah that's really that's really empowering as a teacher i think that there's too much pressure right now for yoga teachers to be able to help everyone with everything everything from like Mm. psychotherapy to physiotherapy you know there's there's Mm -hmm. there's so much in in the field of yoga so we have to be smart and yeah that's just so much empowering as a teacher to say nope this is where my knowledge is limited and the experts can take it and then like yes if you need to um kind of create more space, soften the tissues in this area or create more strength over here or meditation, whatever it is, nervous system response, (laughs) then, then call me, you know?
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, I, I actually do remember cause I, I went to Tiffany's, um, my first Tiffany training was, uh, sequencing actually mm. back in 2012 and she hasn't done one of those in a long time. Yeah. Um, but that was the, the first one I ever did in New York city. And I remember why I did it. I, I did it because I had no idea what I was doing mm. in terms of sequencing. You know, I was, I was, um, uh, experimenting within my own body and just seeing what felt good but I didn't know if that was like the right way to do it in a sequence um in a vinyasa sequence and then I would take a lot of people's classes and I would just you know I'd rip their sequences I'd copy off of them um or I'd add a little something of my own but as like a really young teacher I felt um like I I just didn't have enough tools I didn't have enough knowledge I didn't have enough purpose with my sequences Mm -hmm. with my classes um and so I I mimicked a lot of what I saw outside Um, And so being with yoga medicine has, it's been like that thing to help me discover um, more and more what is necessary in my own body and be able to see that in other people's bodies as well. And, you know, hopefully help them feel a little bit better. Or if not that, maybe just like grow awareness in
0: within the physical.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I have a question for both of you guys Um, through the yoga medicine journey or maybe the cadaver dissection journey because of that are there any poses that you have stopped teaching entirely Mm -hmm. like Allie will start with you I guess
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually come back to me I have to think (laughs) okay okay oh no
1: (laughs) I
0: have to think too (laughs) I know (laughs) how about how about you Nat how about you um I've def. well I don't I think I've definitely kind of moved away from teaching anything that requires um, an intense amount of flexibility uh, in the hips. Huh. I I just yeah. I don't think it's necessary to go there. And some bodies can mm. do it well um, and maintain stability. Um, but I think I would I would rather not plant the seed of that's where we need to go. Yeah. You know? yeah. And if someone else yeah. wants yeah. to take them there, that's okay in a safe way. But yeah, I don't want to plant that seed. And then some people not get it that okay, I guess we can we can we can extend our range of motion in this way. But then we need to come back some people might not I fear that there's like, they don't get yeah. the like, and then we need to stabilize portion. Yeah. And that can cause um, I don't know. Well, that cannot be great in the body. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want to be that person. So I think, yeah, anything that requires like extreme hamstring flexibility,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and some things in the shoulder and lumbar extension, extreme lumbar extension. Like I still do it, but I I just do it in a, a much different way. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know if a specific pose, but those kind of certain movements or end ranges. So
2: the- so the approach has totally shifted yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I think that that's probably, I, I would have to agree with you is that yes. Uh, I mean, in my own personal practice, even um, I've definitely backed out of having to go into the deep, you know, hip openers, like we like to call them. Um, I like to kind of um, sneak, sneak, my way into them not you know so adding in the stability component but then maybe then bringing in the hip openers but like I rarely will teach the the deepest depth of a posture um personally it's just not it's not for my body anymore um but I always give people the opportunity but it's not without having to work to get there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah yeah I think it's interest. it's an interesting thing to have to kind of navigate that for for students and and oftentimes I'll have like those really super flexible students come to me and they're like wow that was like that that stability work you did in the lateral hip that was really really challenging for me and I'm like well that's very interesting you know, perhaps maybe that's something you should start looking at in your, in your practice to kind of balance, to find balance. I think that's the key is, is teaching people, you know, on whichever end of the spectrum that they are at is finding that balance. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's great. And that, that's really hard to teach. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's a whole, like, how do you cue that within a pose or within a sequence? How do you talk about that? Right. And like also move people in a yoga class. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's a challenging. Yeah. Um I yeah, I think for myself I've it's been a really really long time since I've done any warrior 1. Mm. And I'm trying to think about why and I think partly it's just because it's a lot of setup and <laughs> um it, it's like a 10 minute pose. Oh, it's really? like a, a, yeah, like I want to walk around and and try to get everyone's feet hip-width or like a little wider and you know like see how knees are bending you know it's just like a lot of things are happening in that pose um so that's one pose i haven't done in a long time uh but i i don't know if i've ever i I don't like really throwing out poses i think somewhere in the world that pose might be beneficial for someone Right. right It'll stress their joints in the proper way that gives them more resilience. It'll stress their mind in a proper way. That'll give them more resilience. Um, but it is, it it is interesting to notice that, yeah, like my approach has definitely changed. Um, and, and like the demands, I think of what I ask of a a yoga class are are definitely different. I'm so much more strength based now, um, much less, uh, sorry, flexibility Mm -hmm. based. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. for sure. I have um I have one question. Let me see. Oh yeah, so how Allie, I'm wondering if your cadaver dissection experience has or experiences, rather several of them. Um <laughs> has how, that changed how has that changed how you parent, if if at all? Because you are mama.
2: <laughs> yeah, how I parent. I'm just wondering Ooh.
0: if you if there's any like if you've come home and <laughs> watched your kids like, <laughs> or, or experience you know, being a mother. one thing
2: I would say, it's actually so beautiful to like, well, let me, let me just say one thing about this first, before I go into that. Um, so the cadaver labs are in Boulder. So it's like, I'm taking the, the training in my hometown. Right. And so it's really, really difficult to, um, go through that experience and then come home, and yeah. be with my children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's like my brain needs a certain amount of time to kind of process what I just went through. Yeah. And so that's one thing I always recommend to people is like, it's like give yourself like an hour to do a meditation to do a yen practice or a restorative practice or take along a hot shower or a bath just to give your body and your in your mind like just kind of that downtime. It's really, really important. Um, to give yourself some rest. And so that's one thing that's really difficult is to come home and like be with family. So I I typically, you know, the first day is okay. Um, But as you get, you know, deep into the body, um, then it's, it can just be a little too intense. So I usually end up kind of staying away from home until after Mm -hmm. bedtime. (laughs) Um, But one thing that's really, really interesting that comes out of it that I relate to is that is like watching my kids move, watching mm-hmm. the way that they move their bodies after, you know, an experience like that. It's fascinating. You know, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating. I mean, as we get older, you know, we tend to focus on areas where we're restricted or areas where, you know, we feel pain or, or things like that. But it's like we all have that same mobility as a child. Um, somewhere along the line, we lose it, Right somewhere down the yeah. line, we, we tend to lose it. And, you know, it's just so amazing to watch how they move so effortlessly and just with so much ease in their body, you know, from, from one thing to the next. So that's yeah, really, that's really cool to experience and see in my children. Um, and that's also like a huge takeaway from the cadaver lab for us as individuals, like how key, and it's not just yoga, how key movement is. You know, for the health of our fascial system, for the health of our entire body, you know, movement is so key for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. but watching my children just kind of move with that effortless and ease and just, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. 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 That's a great question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. When you look, when um, you look at like the little people, like I'm not a mother, but I have so many friends with kids and they're, they're around, yeah, they're just like they seem, just like squishy and gooey and so hydrated, <laughs> and like oh, yeah. everything's just gliding around. Ooh. And yeah, they just have this ease um, of movement, which is I don't know, so brilliant to to watch and experience. Like having done the the cadaver dissection, just mm-hmm. kind of like in awe and wonder to watch these little people move around, and you just want to. I just would want to kind of encourage that movement like, yes, go run, be crazy, be a kid, move your body before you have to be in these situations where we're required to sit, you know, like as school years come on and all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Nat, can you just explain a little bit what you mean by a hydrated little baby because I think most people <laughs> they'll think like oh they're drinking lots of milk and water but what what do you mean specifically?
0: Yeah, well the the hydration of your tissues, the way your fascia moves, um you require water essentially in the in the fascia. It to for the packages of um muscles and between your skin and the fascia and the fascia and the muscles and the organs and everything is kind of separated or or rather connected by by fascia and the water allows it to glide. Um and when you're doing the cadaver dissection, I mean and so the fascia kind of will um thicken, harden, and gets I don't know, more dense around. Areas of your body where you need to create more stability. So the more experience you have in your body in general, the older you get, and um, the more you do things. So, I sitting for example, where you're more stationary, um, you'll kind of build up more denser fascia. So, it was really interesting in the cadaver lab when we just reflected the skin. So first, you kind of you peel back the skin, and then you move the body around a little bit. It's, it's hard. I'm um, this like obviously dead weight, but you can you can move the limbs a little bit to see what the ranges of motion. I think we checked before we even reflected the skin, mm-hmm. um just the tension around the knee and whatnot and the shoulder, and then you reflect that skin um and then you'd move around a little bit and then you take away the superficial fascia and then you move more so just just to experience the tension in the very, very superficial parts of your body, like we think of tension in the muscles right um And so with the little, the little ones, there's just no kind of tension there that's been created or like comparatively so much less tension. They have a lot of water still as your, I guess as your tissues, um, lengthen and get held in longer positions, they get drier in general. The, the fascia, is that correct? Yeah. 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 Basically like as you age, you get dry. Yeah. (laughs) As you age, you dry out as well. So yeah, these Mm. juicy little beings. Yeah. (laughs)
1: that's exactly it they're juicy little babies
2: yeah yeah or you know anything when it comes to like a a trauma in the body or something like Mm that yeah there's a layer of scar tissue that basically is going to form around this area and it's going to lose its hydration per se um and so it's our goal uh you know in our bodies as teachers to, to teach people how to kind of release those areas of restriction per se so that hydration and blood flow and things like that can can come into the space to promote that mobility again. Um, mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you know, exactly. some of the thoughts around it. But, I mean, in, in, in general, like, our bodies are 80% made of water, right? And mm-hmm. so it's just so fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, the comparison of the way of, you know, my 30, almost, almost 35 uh, body moves versus my, my five-year-old, it's just, you, yeah, there's Aww. definitely a different layer of what you could call hydration uh, in their bodies. Yeah. And I'm not talking about how much water they drank. Hydration has to do with so many different things, um, but it is this liquefication or this ability to, to to allow muscles to glide and slide freely past one another um, without restriction. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Yeah, that was really well put. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, final question: What would you tell yoga teachers who are interested in doing a cadaver training, but they can't deal with looking at a dead body?
2: Yeah, I would say. Um, Gosh, that can't deal with looking at
0: a dead body, or they think would, they can't.
2: Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> that oftentimes it will change. It will. It will change everything you know about the human body. This experience mm. will change. Ev- it, it is. It is a complete game changer. Um, mm. And sometimes our mind likes to play tricks on us and tells us things that we don't like that we don't do, but as yoga teachers, it is our duty to understand how bodies work. Right. When Mm, we are teaching students in their classes, how to move through their bodies, we have got to know what we're doing. We have got to, we, we, we have this certain, um, you know, we have to be able to, to teach people, um, truthfully in their own bodies. And so the cadaver dissection is going to take you to a depth that you've never experienced and it will completely change everything you know about the human body. So for those of you who feel like maybe you're squeamish around dead bodies, I, I say give it a try and learn something new. Take your mind to a place it's never been before and you will understand so much more. Um, the learning experience yeah. will completely take over. And yes, you'll have waves of doubt, fear, anxiety, um, but that's why it's important to go with a group that you trust. It's important to go with friends, people that you can rely on and count on to keep you, to, you know, to, to, to stay with you when you start to feel those things. Um, yeah. And talk about it, you know. Don't be afraid to talk about those, those feelings um, because that will also help you navigate through the experience. Um, but yeah, I, I would say don't let your fear get in the way of really learning so much more. Like this is the most unique experience you'll ever go through in your life. And it will change everything.
1: I agree. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's yeah. that's great. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for putting it so well. That's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the questions we have. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Allie?
2: Yeah, so I'll be assisting at the next um, yoga medicine cadaver training coming up in September in Boulder. Um, so that's that's coming up, which is always exciting. So I'll be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. You can meet Allie in person. Yeah. She's so wonderful. Allie's great.
2: <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thanks for Yay! having me, you guys. Um, this is
0: super fun.
1: Yeah, great, great. Um, Nat, go through all the links. We have a bunch of links up that we want to just quickly mention. Oh,
0: yeah. So we will link to the Laboratory of Anatomical Enlightenment. Um, so that's with Todd Garcia. He runs the labs. Um, and then Tiffany does it. So to sign up for Tiffany's cadaver dissection, where it's all yoga teachers, you would sign up through yoga medicine and then you can look into Todd's lab if you want to do other things and maybe the Tom Myers, et cetera. Also on the Laboratory of Anatomical Enlightenment website, he has a um, a page where he has trailers of videos. So he has like, I don't know, five to 10 minute snippets of him doing dissections and you can actually rent um, like an hour long dissection or whatever it is on specific area of the body. I think they're like three bucks, three US dollars for, for two days, for 48 hours, something like that. So you can have a look if you're not sure. Um... And it is, again, like completely different when you're doing it. So if you're looking at that to see if you wanted to do a dissection, it might be strange when you're physically doing it. There's just a different experience. You're not thinking as much about this person being dead. <laughs> Take my word for it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah. you might just look at those for, for as an educational resource. Those are great. Um, we'll link to Ali's website and her social media. And then we'll link to anything else um we'll go through and anything else that we've mentioned mentioned in here today we'll link to, yeah, I think that's it
1: awesome yeah that's that's good, good wrap up all Kay. right guys, thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.